You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined as always by my co-host, Garrett. How you doing, bud? How's life out in Venice Beach? What's up, fam? Uh, Super nice. I think you can see right behind me, it's a nice 75 degrees out today. We were just talking. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, we were just talking about how uh, our restaurant actually has decreased in business of late. Like, I, I was just wondering too. You, you probably have a frame of reference on this. Just like looking back on how populated California usually is during July and August, we're definitely seeing a drop off this this year for sure. Obviously, given the circumstances. Oh, like the tourists aren't going out. <laughs> yeah, there. I was just talking to one of my coworkers here. We were talking about like how much the homeless situation has been affecting tourism especially here in venice i think it makes sense i saw something like gavin newsom released a statement about encouraging um the people homeless people to move out to california or something with some sort of 12 billion dollar budget plan discouraging or encouraging Encouraging, saying that they that they should do that and they should move there and and California should pay for it. You know, even talking about that makes me sound like uh, I'm not a Democrat anymore. <laughs> That's not true. It's not like I want to help people, but like this guy is well, you, this guy you, is you, going in you, a strange you, direction. You, you think about if you were going to be homeless, this would be the ideal place to do it. Like you, you can't really do it. In, say bozeman <laughs> you can't <laughs> yeah it's too cold yeah, up yeah, here yeah, there's man. no op too cold no option and i get it i mean obviously but like if you're already having a problem that's affecting tourism and it's affecting people that live there why would you say we should have more people should yeah, move here i, I don't know we've just like that doesn't sound like you want to fix the problem it sounds like you just want to get a hold of that money <sighs> So that you have allocation rights of twelve billion dollars. Th- I mean, in relation to like, uh, what's what's it called? What's it called? Whenever the the war causes there to be uh, uh, mass military complex. I wonder if there's like a similar thought process, like not similar, but it's like if you keep the homeless situation at bay, who's benefiting? Is my point? Because is the the fact? Oh, you you know. What? You're talking about the like the military industrial right, complex right. as like this uh, almost like a giant corporation with a huge budget. Right. It, it's probably a similar thing. I mean, the governors want money allocated to them so that they can dish it out to different places, and everyone's scrounging for larger budgets with that. And, and, so and, he can just and ultimately, it. you're probably. I mean, from a human standpoint, and like trying to progress yourself you're looking for that budget so ultimately it probably increases your salary right i don't know i don't think their salary changes but in a sense you would assume that power somebody's does. getting the money there's got to be a reason like they're getting their 
Yeah, well, he's able to employ a lot of people with right, it, right. yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure he can give some of it to his friends right. in some way, you know, get them employed. Anyway, it's a mess. I didn't like reading right. that. And I'm like, well done, once again. <laughs> Let's jump on to the pods for the week. Who we got? Brian Simpson. He is hilarious. Yep. Jesse Single. And then Andrew Huberman. Is that how you yep. say it? Huberman? Yeah, that guy's brilliant, huh? Mm, mm. Yeah, maybe too smart. That took that was like hard to follow. I'm like, ah, right. I need cliff notes for this. For sure. Brian Simpson, Joe's talked about him a few times. Um, I want to say like a new comic, but he's been doing it a while. It's just new to me. Like I haven't heard of him before. Uh, Some of his stuff is very funny though. He's he's a great comedian and Tom Segura was really the guy that got him onto Joe and supported Brian early on and you know oftentimes anyone that tom really enjoys is solid um yeah they they just are i mean the tom has a good eye for that for sure uh i liked his story where he started in the military yeah you know and because of the like racial issues in there created that tension And his strategy was to release that tension was just comedy. Smart. And I love that. It's like a perfect I think that's the best avenue for I think it. that's the best approach in, in any kind of – I mean, I'm glad he touched on that because I think that it's not used enough in serious situations. If comedy was used – I feel like it's such a good thing to have comedy, I hate to say, but like at funerals and stuff. Like in the times where you think you want comedy the least, especially probably in the military setting, it's like – that's when you need to have it the most. Oh, yeah. That's whenever I think about right. it, honestly. When, like, situations are really tense, right. people are getting super serious, right. especially if someone's about to argue. Right. It just seems like a great... If you can cleverly slip in a bit of comedy, totally. you can really navigate past... You can change people's... Uh, pers- a tense situation. You can change people's perspective. I was th- talking... There's a real negative Nancy we have at work more or less and i'm like i'm thinking to myself like the other day we were just all she i show up and I, it's almost laughable how united everybody is on the fact that she is just a downer and i was like I, <laughs> like oh I, I go i she i came into work and she said something i can't even remember what it was i tried my best not to listen to it but i just go you're a glass half full kind of person there aren't you and she looked at me and she's like i'm just realistic okay I'm just realistic. It, that must I'm be like, what or glass half empty people say. I'm just say like, holy that shit. And I'm like, what does realistic even mean? Like, what are you talking about? You just like decide what, re- like there's a realistic and you just decided what it is. Well, it's justifying. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, it's gotta be. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think that coming back to the original point, I think that comedy, especially given that setting, what a great way to utilize comedy and use it to his advantage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a perfect example of like that that story. Right. Uh, the, the Olympic thing they came back to, and I don't know, I can't remember if we talked about it, but how that sprinter was banned. Yeah, like I almost forgot it happened. Dude, I ju- and but the Olympics hasn't even started yet, and it's such bullshit. Dude, funny you say that because I just was watching Game Six of the finals. Rest in peace to my sons, but. Last night, that same Olympian was on one of the commercials. She's getting paid one way or another, I'll tell you that, because she was on like a prime time commercial with the Nikes on. I can't remember if it was for Nike 
or like a speaker, like a Beats by, I think it might've been for Beats by Dre or something like that. But she definitely got some endorsements for doing that too. So she's catching some money on the back end. But how stupid of a thing for them to still impose the fact that you can't just re- just so silly. Well, she can she can run still in the relay, yeah. but not the <laughs> no, other I think, race. I, I, like, no, no, what? I think no, no. Was she less stone for the relay? I think Jamie discur- dis- 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 uh, made that clarified the fact that that wasn't the actual case. That's what they said initially. But, oh, he got that wrong. But, okay. but uh, I think she, come on, Jamie. No, no, no. He, he no, no, no. He he got it right. He he debunked it and said that that she wasn't able to do anything. They they weren't. They oh, not, so they kicked her they out. They kicked her out. Right. Yeah, which makes a lot more sense, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, at least it's consistent, well, but it's still wrong. So, I like how Joe really pushed for everyone to watch Icarus. Right. Like, he, he basically kind of paused the podcast and said, everyone go watch yeah. this. Like, he is fucking really not a fan of the Olympics. Dude, it's... And I don't remember another time that other than, like, suggesting things and kind of bringing up things that are useful, right. I don't think he's ever stopped to make the point, hey... Right. Watch this right. before the Olympics is on, just so you know how much. Well, it's, it's kind of fucker that's is what I was going to say. It's kind of like watching like the WWF to some extent. You know what I mean? Like if, if you really want to look, those guys are fucking amazing athletes. Let's not get it twisted. But at the end of the day, it is like some of them are at an advantage and some of them aren't. Like that's kind of a wild scenario. Andy was talking about how they don't make any money. Like the only people that's making money are advertisers in the city that the Olympics are in. Like the actual athletes, I don't think are making any money. Mm -mm. So no. And now there's like this campaign to encourage them not to have sex. (laughs) No money or sex. It's like, wait a minute. What are they? Franciscan monks now? (laughs) What are the two things that usually drive people in general? Yeah. Gold medals. (laughs) No. Only gold medals now. <laughs> That's all you can focus you... on. Gold medals. Hey, you want us to check out my gold medal in my tent that I have? Yeah, <laughs> in my tent. In my celibate tent. <laughs> Celibacy tent. Yikes. That does not sound something that I want to be a part of. Mm-mm. Talking about things to be a part of, Joe mentioned a lot to um, Brian in this one, like the camaraderie that all of the comedians have together. Right. And I love that he like reiterates that point when it comes to um, comedians. He's almost like creating this this like ethos. Of, That's how it's, how of, it's supposed to be. Like structure. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is what we do right. now. It wasn't always that way. Like Joe's talked about that in the past. Like comics were always fighting for position. Right. But he's like all these new up and comers. He's being. He's like constantly creating this environment where it's like you look we all support each other Dude, and that's something that sh- i hope spills into every that should reflect like, that should reflect in great. every career every relationship every everything this scarcity mindset that we have as humans in general is just silly and naive like it it's there's enough for everybody it's like and i want to enjoy everybody's like thing that they have to add especially when it comes to comedy it's like, what do you want? You, I want to find the funniest people that make me laugh the hardest at whatever. I mean, and I don't want it to be looked at as like, uh, there's only so much time and there's only so much space. Like, I want to hear all the jokes. I want to hear all the funny stuff, you know? It's it's kind of like a fairness factor, though. People, you know, think about corporations where you're vying for the next position and there's only so many. Right. And, you know, everybody's kind of positioning themselves and then you're 
you're chasing that promotion and you're chasing that um, that big account. I mean, it makes sense that our default position is scarcity. Right. Like we don't feel we have enough, and we have to do everything we can. That's probably just a certain you know a, to get a survival it. mindset too. A lot of the time, right? Yeah, and it's probably important to have under a lot of circumstances. Right. But most of the time, I would imagine, if you realize that encouraging others, helping them, you know, getting the word out for them, it, you're you're really just creating a much stronger community, which is a better. It's instead of like it's a us versus them mentality. Right. It's like we're all in this together type of thing, which. I'm sure in the long run is a is a better strategy right. for did you ever for, for like doing did you ever have any inclination to ever want to join some kind of military forces at any point uh yeah I tried to sign up for the Coast Guard oh, yeah. when I was um finishing up high school but because of my uh Britishness they wouldn't let because I wasn't a citizen yet, they couldn't they couldn't get me signed up. But yeah, I wanted to join the Coast Guard. I had a bunch of friends in the Coast Guard. What? And uh, what are th- they seemed to really like it, and I thought that it would be. What dope. are they like? The uh, ocean police? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. It's the, definitely the smallest branch of the military. I once heard that the Coast Guard have less active members than there are like New York City police. Interesting. So, but yeah, they do like. They're trying to um, find like drug they, trafficking stuff and a lot of that they do, but they also save people and they've got, they've got kind of like I guess it's not really considered a, like a special forces branch, but they have uh, these like super advanced um, swimmers. Army Ranger Coast Guard. Um, well, it's just like uh, you're like a specialized swimmer that goes in and rescues people from the ocean, gotcha. and uh, their requirements are super high for that. But the the there's some badass shit that the coast guards do for sure gotcha. but they're not very big branch no gotcha. yeah they're not massively did you ever think of joining uh i was always pretty non wanting to do that but uh i do remember the military calling me up when i was like about to graduate high school somebody some branch i think it was the marines and they said have you ever been to the doctor for anything serious and i told them about my open heart surgery and they were like no nah, we're not gonna need you so I was already, I, don't, I think if I pushed for it, I probably could have gotten in, but I wasn't, I was already like exempt from it since I had, I was born with a hole in my heart. So they thought, I guess that was enough for them to say, nah, I don't know. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Well, they used to, they used to not let people in for like being flat footed and all sorts of stuff, but they do now. Yeah. They're like, that's not a problem. We'll let you, we'll let you uh, die for us. Yeah. <laughs> On your flat feet. <laughs> Yeah, I always thought it was an interesting thing to uh, fight for somebody else's agenda in a weird hippie way. I guess that's my hippie mentality, but I never saw the thought that I would do that. Mm. That was kind of about... Hey, it's good, you know? It's a good career for a lot of people. Especially people, it seems like people that have like some troubled youth a lot of the time have a tendency of flourishing in that kind of environment. A lot of the time. Yeah, well, they, it never hurts to have a bit of structure. Those guys will kick your ass into gear for right. sure. There is a bit. There, there, I mean, they will break you. Yeah. They will win. There, I always thought it would be an interesting thing to like either go through like NFL training camp or to go through like military boot camp just to see what it would be like and see if you could hang. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it would be Did rough. I think halfway through doing it, you'd be like, why the fuck did I sign yeah, up for this I, shit? What was I trying to prove? I don't know. There, there's got to be a... 
certain sense of accomplishment at the end of that. I'm sure I made it, I made mm. it through, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Who knows? I was just, yeah, it's funny how uh, life has a way of putting everything in perspective too. Cause I was talking about that negative Nancy or whatever. It's like probably in that situation. If, if you're out in the middle of nowhere with all your guys, the, the type of camaraderie that you develop with some of those guys, has got to be like, amazing some of the guys i remember that i had a buddy that when i was going through uh what was it when i was trying to become a paramedic or a firefighter i took my emt class and there was a guy that was an army ranger that was in there and he was telling me that the way that he was describing like his other buddies he was like i knew how how they smelled like that's how close you are with them like i could i knew like i knew how their hair felt like he's like you were so close to these guys for so long in such like tight quarters that it was like you knew every minute detail with like without trying it was just like second nature it almost sounds romantic. it almost does saying it but at the end of the day it's like that's i guess that's who i would want with me in that kind of situation well, you definitely don't want to have glasses half empty person. <laughs> like, it's good to have some cautious people on your team. Like, hey, should we run up that hill and shoot every? And they're like, nah, maybe that's a bit dangerous. But, <laughs> right. you know, that I would say is more realistic. Right. Um, but, yeah, you don't want someone that's like, we're all going to die, dude. Right. That's like, okay. Let's get, we'll, we'll get rid of you first and then we'll figure it out. <laughs> the, the, the one bit that I really liked at the end of uh, the Brian podcast that released that out to me was when they were talking about like aliens coming down and if they really are um, uh, abducting us right. to like get our sperm and like steal eggs or whatever, right. why not just bring down super hot chicks totally smart. that are drones? Why wouldn't you? They just want one night stands. Why wouldn't you do that a hundred times out of a hundred? Dude, I wonder if, like, honestly, if they even got back to your place and were like, oh, just real quick, I'm one of those alien <laughs> drone things, um, is that going to be a nah, problem? Let's do it. 99% <laughs> of the time, the dudes are like, this is literally uh, I'm going to say you. 100% of the time that's going to, like, yeah. without a doubt. Just come on in. Oh, you can go. Take all the sperm. You, <laughs> you need. need all my sperm and you're going to go start some intergalactic war, but you're this hot chick right now at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, and I've never been laid before in my life. Yeah, you can have all my sperm. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. I guess some nerds might fall in love oh, with them and be like, "Will you come yeah. back?" And they're like, "No, I'm a robot. I don't have time for this. I'm sorry." I only know. I'll send you a postcard. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of your sperm. What what we made of it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they just start a text thread. I, I imagine that that's what somehow the how god made us that we we somehow need to keep evolving and no matter what even if it's an alien we're still going to find mm -hmm. a way i mean that conversation alone highlighted how stone yeah. those guys <laughs> got on that podcast. they were high as fuck but, and that is about as stoner a thought but as smart is can come up I, it's great br brilliant Jeez. at that but yeah we'll take it yeah <laughs> let's jump over to uh jesse single single Hmm. Is it single or signal? Sig sin singal? singal? I don't know. I just I don't know. Anyway. Bless but. him. We apologize, Jesse. Bless him, sorry. He's not listening. Singal, oh, I see you. The question is, should Joe have people on that are controversial? That's how Jesse started it. That was like that was the point of contention. Right. Like Alex right. Jones and so on. And Joe defended it like he does and 
you know, think whatever you want of Alex. Like, I'm amused by his podcast. I, I look forward to him because they're nuts. But I don't... It's not like I sit there going, yeah, this is what we need to believe. And he said some messed up stuff. Yeah, right. Um, But it is hard to argue with the fact that he has come up with some things that people need to look at. He just does it in What, what did he a, do? What, what did he actually do with that Sandy Hook? He just negated the fact that Sandy Hook ever happened. Is that what happened? Oh, yeah. He, he messed that up big right. time. It was like, I guess he was drinking a lot during that time and was... That makes sense. Just a bit of a mess. And yeah, he said it was... I don't know too much about it, but I think he said that it was all um faked and the parents were in on it and these kids never existed and it was just this like anti-gun movement i mean yeah damn whenever whenever, you know it's almost like okay bro that's that's a tough one to ever whenever whenever kids are involved too you're always gonna have a serious blowback but i get what you're saying too but yeah yeah and it makes sense they should i mean you know maybe that was a wake-up call for him like i'm not saying that people shouldn't say what they say in his in his continue to say his defense he recognizes what he did i mean every time i've heard him ever talk about the sandy hook thing he says that was a misstep not to defend alex jones but is that accurate yeah yeah he apologizes for that that's what is that enough that's what joe said too it's like and i think that's a good uh like I'm glad we're bringing this up because it's like how many times do you need to apologize or how many times until we're finally like, all right, we forgive you moving forward because who cast the first zone? I, I, I'm not defending anything Alex Jones does, but I think even in like what just in this real cancel culture kind of like mentality everybody has, it's like what if you just acknowledged what you did and didn't deny it and then said, all right, I did that moving forward. I think that what well, we've had this conversation before too. What if people just did that? Because I'm much more apt to like want to forgive somebody that acknowledges what the fuck they did. Yeah, I, the question for me is like, you know, people will do really stupid things. Right. Like, who is that dopey swimmer? Michael, Fel- Michael that, Phelps. Um, no, the other one. Uh, the he's re- he's handsome. He had like his own show, and it was like a reality show. But then he like. I think he was like in the Brazilian Olympics and did some like really stupid shit at a gas station. Oh, like oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Remember? Yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah, it was like Michael Phelps. Was yeah, playing. whoever that dope is, and he, he is, God bless him, one of the dumbest people I've ever heard speak. Right. Like, really, just says some <laughs> clueless stuff. But Oprah had him on right after that event, so it's like, you know, you can have people that do stupid and you know maybe terrible things on your show but only if you're going to talk about that and then crush him for it right whereas i mean joe's not bringing alex on to like give him a hard time about sandy hook though he has done it but i just feel like look it's it's joe's show like why should he ever be told who to have on (laughs) isn't he just trying to get to have a conversation with somebody that he's like interested to discuss stuff. Does that with. annoy you a little bit whenever he's like, the news line will read. Joe says blank blank blank. Remember, he, yeah, I was that like, was dude, dumb. stop saying that. Like, just leave it alone. Yeah, he definitely thought he was funny. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad I wasn't the only one that was like, uh, yeah. no one cares. Well, bless him. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's a smart yeah. guy. He has strong opinions, but he's a yeah. nerd. So he he was trying to fit in. 
and he was probably nervous as hell and having a drink and getting a bit loose and then you know kind of all over the place with it yeah i i'm curious i i mean if you got interviewed by joe would you would you be nervous i don't think i would be nervous not to say that i'm whatever not awestruck by like celebrities or whatever but i just feel like i guess since we cover it so frequently it's a bit it's a big show though i mean there's you know and this guy i mean jesse's very aware of his place on like social media and and all the rest of it and you know that's obviously gonna um was he saying that he does he said he does read the comments right he does, right. yeah. He I mean, does. Joe seems like some like revolutionary thought process to not read the comments. He's like, if you're ever having anxiety or anything, don't read the comments. It's pretty pretty fucking simple. And you know, he's thinking about this, so it's probably adjusting, like affecting the way that he's talking. Right. And it does it. I see it with people that I've done podcasts with, like they're thinking about the audience gotcha. in the sense of judgment and then it gets in the way of their conversation like i've spoken to these people in real life and they don't speak like this so it's kind of hard sometimes to get their attention and be like hey you're just talking to me don't worry about anyone listening well the authenticity part and then you can get them to say outrageous things which is the funniest part of it feed them whiskey and weed you find out whatever you want sometimes (laughs) sometimes that what uh were they talking about the psychedelics? He was talking about maybe doing the little mushrooms. I think he said he'd never done it before since he was so neurotic. And Joe was trying to like. Mm. Well, he freaked out with uh, weed. Swaggy weed. He had a hard right. time. So Joe was like, go easy, bro. Right. Go easy. Well, you know, Joe said something really interesting. It was like marijuana is like a hammer. Yep. You can build a house or with it. Your dick. Or you can <laughs> smash yourself in the dick with yeah. it. Which is a great, that's a fucking great I, quote. It's definitely a Joe Rogan quote. I, I think that goes for like a lot of different things in life. You know what I mean? Like I, I like the, the hammer mm. analogy, but you can use that analogy in a lot of different facets of life. Like a lot of things, if, if used in the right way, can be magnificent. But if used in the wrong way, it can be real detrimental. Yeah, a good a relationship can improve your life right. greatly totally. and give you a purpose for existence plus making kids and a family and generations of of love and it can also be completely destabilizing <laughs> and, and completely fuck up totally your brain bad for your body and stress and everything yeah in every way cause you to drink right. that's a good that's a and good point go one of two go yeah, a couple different I mean, ways a lot of things a lot of things <laughs> are like that what did you think of that guy that was facing 40 years in jail for so voting? dumb while on parole in Texas. Like, what are we trying to prove, and who are you proving it to? Like I, I, I like I don't understand. Like, yeah. it's not like I'm like, oh, good, good call. Like, is anybody behind the scenes being like, all right, we were really setting a precedent now. This is the right thing to do. Like, anybody that hears that story is like, what in God's name are you thinking? Like, the guy paid his. That is crazy to me. And he, it's like nobody's getting. And hurt. he didn't even know. And to sit there and say this is. Like, you are undermining the elect. You're like, number one, it's one vote. Right. Like, chill. Number two, you, number like, two, I'm sure if they were like, there's a chance you'll go back to jail if you do this, he would definitely not do it. He didn't even. Right. <laughs> like, why don't you just. He didn't even why don't you know. just tell the guy, hey, you can't do that. You're on parole. Okay, got it. He waited in line for like. Well, do you know how much. They waited in line for a couple of weeks. Do you know how much 40 years of jail would, would cost oh the God, taxpayer? So much money. Like, people in Texas have to pay for this person to be in jail that long for one vote. 
It's like you could straight up bankrupt the entire country if you were pushing that across the board. Right. Uh, that's a tough pill to swallow. I, I don't know. I hope that that I wonder if he was facing that. I hope that that didn't come to fruition. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's one of those things that that's how the story right, starts right, and right. and it doesn't become this. And maybe it's just one of those scare tactics to make sure people on parole aren't doing things like that. But right. that's chaos to me. I mean, I I can't even imagine. But yeah, uh, there's a lot of other dumb things. And, and talking about that, like that's scary enough. But like, you know, they talked together about how life itself is crazy and scary. Right. People often are like, yeah, everything's great. Everything's done. And I'm just like, look, I get it. You're having fun. But like, it's it's difficult out there. There's a lot of challenges that we all face. And and if you really take a step back, I mean, you think of like how many weeks ahead you could pay for your bills or what minor changes would have to happen before a lot of your life would destabilize. Right. Right. I mean, even look at renters in Venice. Like, nobody owns their own home. You're all renters. You could all get kicked out. and any, Like, things can happen real, real fast. fast. And just because they don't doesn't mean that it's not on the verge of right. it. So what does that mean? Panic all the time? No, obviously. But, like, even Joe says, no matter how successful and accomplished he gets, he never feels, quote, unquote, fine. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good thing. You don't want to get comfortable because if you get comfortable and you've arrived, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, not too comfortable. I mean, that's a tough thing because we all fight for comfort. I get it. I'd say fight for a day off. Fight for an evening off. Work hard and then get it so that you've earned a couple of days just to chill or a vacation. But don't don't for weeks and weeks and months and months just sit there going everything's good i'm just plodding on without really pushing yourself because it might lead to something very crazy and very stressful without a doubt i love that term choose your heart so it's like if you choose to do hard things then life seems to be a lot easier from my from my perspective i know you have to share a similar mentality but it's like if you're choosing to do difficult things especially when it comes to like physical exertion it has a tendency of making the extremities and the other, like, I don't want to say small things, but the things that we think are huge in life, much, much more manageable, I find. Yeah, and not just hard things, things that build upon themselves. I mean, if you were just lifting up the same rock every day that was incredibly hard, sure, you'd be in good shape and you'd be good at lifting that rock and you'd be motivated to do it and you'd be consistent. But after 20 years of rock lifting, it's not going to be very useful. So just like in this, and be careful what you choose to get good at, just like that racquetball player Joe was talking about that he knew. Like, be careful not to learn something that's not going to have value. That one, though, I kind of, I don't know if I fully agree with that. Because, all right, this guy wasn't able to make tons of money doing it, but he could be a great racquetball coach. And it, he mastered that yeah. skill. I, I almost feel like without putting pressure, you never know. Like when we were growing up, our parents said, don't play video games. And, yeah. Kids now are making millions of and dollars you figure, because they got really you just good. You brought up a good point too because my brother is like, I mean, blatantly his business is based around providing a service for people. If people want to get good at racquetball, they're probably going to seek out the best racquetball player. So if you do have that on your resume, then you can charge money to teach people how to be, like you said, and anything you want, you can be a coach, ultimately. 
Yeah, don't don't like rich people play racquetball sure. like country clubs. <laughs> I and mean, shit. like how, if they pay yeah, you to yeah, teach I'm them, sure like you could probably make. There's a ton ways of money to make money them. being the best fucking whatever bricklayer. I'm sure too. They're always seeking out. You know what I mean? They're always seeking out. Oh, dude, of course. Right. So you can make a lot of money getting doing construction and getting good at those right. skills. Those trades. Those are some super. Important. Do you have any of those construction? Oh, you you kind of learned a few over the past year, haven't you? Yeah, I know some tiling. I can do tiling. I can build walls. Right. Um, landscaping I did for a while when I was younger. Um, and then, like, kind of general DIY stuff for the house. When I was, like, immigrating through here, right. I did a lot of work like that in Ohio. Those and, are, those are um, good. you know, putting up light fixtures, electrical things, painting, trim work. I mean, basic stuff, but it, they, it's useful skills oh, to have. Definitely useful skills to have. Those are ones that are not readily over. Those are not overlooked because you can always use those. Yeah. I mean, one job I really didn't learn anything from was um, cleaning out stables <laughs> in the winter. <laughs> Moving it. I mean, literally <laughs> shoveling shit. That's why that expression exists. And that's a good example. You shovel shit for 20 years, you're going to realize you don't. That was a waste. <laughs> like, so so think about it. It doesn't mean everything has to build right. on each other. Like when I go to the gym and lift weights, that's not really building on anything. Right. But it keeps my body strong to go do rock climbing, which I get better at, jujitsu, which I get better well, at. Yeah, I'm in shape for hunting, th- for bow hunting season, which I get better at. I think at. the gym in general just has a psychological impact on me too as far as like getting rid of a lot of excess energy and just like – mentally working through some things that provides a lot a, a big avenue for that for me yeah i think it gives you a lot of energy Absolutely. too if you're not if you're not getting your body to produce a lot of energy each day it stops doing right. it and you're almost more tired right. which is weird it's not like anything right. else like the more you drive your car the quicker you wear your car out the body doesn't really work right. like that that's a good point that was a, that was a great yeah. point i think so we're talking about health and all that bullshit let's jump over to andrew Huberman. Yeah. This one, I mean, I listen to this guy on Lex too, and he's just, he has a lot of information. He's a neuroscientist. Yeah, a very smart guy. I didn't really write down a lot of the different things he was talking about. The melatonin thing was interesting because I take that and I've um, heard some um, or like seen some articles that talk about how it's useful for like long-term cognitive health but i'd never heard that it can fuck up your testosterone before and that makes me not want to take you take i heard that it could i used to take it regularly because i it would put me right to sleep and i was having difficulty sleeping for a little bit but those Mm -hmm. dreams that i did have on you have crazy dreams on it dude i i basically never remember my dreams i would i wouldn't remember it but i wouldn't remember how intense it was i don't i don't really remember like details of the dreams but i would remember like that was fucking intense but what i have heard about melatonin is that once you start messing with the levels like it's if you start taking it all the time then it has an impact on your brains how much it produces and can mess up over the long term i don't know i guess only time can tell on that but uh I don't know. It's like a vitamin you could take over the counter. So I, I want to believe that it wouldn't affect you, but I've heard different things. Yeah, I don't know what to think. In Europe, I know you need. I think you need a prescription for it. At least in England, you do, and that is because they were giving it to, um, uh, like old people 
in old people's homes to like get them to sleep all the time so they didn't have to like take care of them what happened it's kind of messed up well they just made it they just made it so that it's much harder to get a hold of like here you can just buy it off amazon like it's not bad i don't know i don't know man i still take it i think i'm going to but it doesn't mean this guy doesn't know what he's talking about but he kind of said it in a way like i have a hunch like he didn't have like this is clear facts and um you know we should go down exactly do it this way so was it was this time will tell without um what do you talk about magnesium three and eight and a a pigeon a yeah, or something I, I, yeah Fuck. he was talking all kinds of crazy different things um he's saying that's much better for um getting to sleep and then also kind of i guess helps build some testosterone or is like precursor right. to it he was um, saying the sauna has a tendency of doing that too didn't then he make reference to that yeah yeah the sauna is a big one um the the fasting kind of also helps with like um bumping um growth right. hormone would you be game for hgh i think we've had this conversation before i think i the, the fact that joe's so like proponent for it makes me want to give it a shot but i've never done any kind of- i mean i'm not opposed to the idea of it but if they could find ways like he's talking about like taking things that are precursors what did he say there's a 16 fold um growth or like enhancement in human growth hormone release with saunas 16 fold whatever the heck that means 16 times like more time i mean that's That's a lot get in the saunas i'm for sure those are like massively beneficial if you can't get in there and sweat your balls off you got to find a place where you can do it this guy at the sauna like they're around sauna today was telling me it's funny how he told this story he was talking about that russian sauna that you had been telling me about and but he said that he did he did Mm -hmm. this thing in like norway where they all were sitting in the sauna pounded a beer and then ran outside and jumped in the snow head first and he's like i thought it was gonna be shitty he was like it was way shittier (laughs) 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 the way he told the story was hilarious but i was like I don't know if I've, there's a whole lot of times where I've anticipated something being real shitty and then it being worse than I anticipated it. I don't know how often that's how really happened. I, I was at the, like the cold plunge earlier today at the hot springs I go to. And these two guys, big guys too, they got in and they, they obviously don't do cold plunges much. And it's so interesting to watch like how difficult it is. And how much people are shivering. Like, of course, I was exactly the same way before I did it, like, every day. Now, it, it's it's so interesting how it's mental. You think the shaking is 100%. Oh, this is just a reaction because of how cold it is and you have to right. warm up. But when you do it a lot, there's not. I don't go through a shaking phase. There's just an initial shock, which my brain is kind of used to because I do it a lot. And bear in mind, I used to be a huge pussy about this. I fucking hated the cold. I did not like getting in there. I I like I, I embrace cold weather, but not freezing in a pool. I learned how to. I think I told you over the past hundred and some days. Like I jump, the first shower I take after the gym is a freezing cold shower every day. I'm just like, every time I get in, I'm like, all right, overcome. That's the only thing that goes through my mind. Overcome. Right, but it takes. It took time to get there. Yeah. Right, it's not free. Well, 
Yes and no, but you can choose to do that in a moment's time. You don't need, like, people are like, I'll get, I'll do this, I'll do this. It's like, no, start now and do this moment right now and then build on that. But the idea that you're going to somehow do three weeks of work in one day is just not going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you have to build up people, to it. People, and, people are always like, and that consistency. Once helps. I do that, once I work out, like, even one of the guys I was working out with today is like, if I just did this for three weeks straight, I'd be back in shape. And I'm like, well, it's good that you started with today. Let's get here tomorrow. Let's not think about three weeks from now. Let's just start getting every day in, in, in one foot in front of the other. Yeah, yeah. It's a, like I like the habit that has been created right. from it. You know, it's it's. I think I was first introduced to that when Wim Hof came on Rogan's podcast. Like all his cold stuff really made me think yeah. more and more about it. But I kind of I did. I put it off for like it's a funny. year. It's like I had that information, but I didn't really. I was like, it's, eh, it's kind of cold. You, I'm not do it. <laughs> you probably have. Well, it's funny when I tell people like they're the five non negotiables, and then I mention the cold shower every day. And they're like, I could do all that stuff, but the cold shower, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, uh, you can do anything you want to do, first of all. Second of all, um, the cold. Well, I, yes, anyone can do cold showers right. for sure. It just yes. will suck. Like, you won't die, you won't pass out, you won't you'll, get hypothermia. The thing I always try and say, and I've said this to you too, it makes the hot shower that much nicer. And it's just like the working out thing. You earned it. You, it's a, The reward is far, far better than any, like, just get, if you were to have every day off, it wouldn't be as, as rewarding as working five hard days and then taking a day off, you know? Hmm. So, mm. I don't know. What stood out to me with, with, some of the stuff like you say about what you want to take the testosterone and the growth hormone i'm more keen to hear the future of like stem cells and then he was banging on about peptides a lot like peptides are that like precursor to i think that was the precursor to testosterone like getting those peptides in your body because then you kind of make it more naturally and it's not depleting your own body's ability to make the testosterone my feeling is always like if I ever stop doing something, you know, can my body go back to some sort of a baseline, right? And we know with the testosterone, you can't really do that. If you start taking it for oh, a long period true. of time, then your body's not going to make it right. It's going to be a problem. So if you can find things that just boost it now, but if you stop with it, it's still in a good shape because you don't want to get to like 60 and then you just have this like weekly regiment that's like twenty thousand dollars of <laughs> shit that you're pumping in right. your body and if you ever stop you your your body just completely falls apart right. well i'm thinking that about melatonin too i'm wondering if your body becomes reliant on that to fall asleep eventually was my i i don't know if that's the case i i haven't actually heard anything about that i'm pretty sure that your body just still makes the amount that it needs. I know it's important to take it at the right time. Like don't take it in the day or like if you wake up in the middle of the night and you only have three hours of sleep left, don't take it then because you're going to be full of it in the morning. You'd be all messed up. Not, not. Um, it Probably the biggest thing is not using your phone and having a lot of lights on like late at night, you know, or drinking like coffee into the afternoon, which I often do because I am addicted. I, I, I wouldn't say I drink coffee after but I do drink it up until about you know, not even cognitively. I'm just kind of associate morning with coffee. That's always been my association. I wanted to touch on this too before we got off because uh, California has re-implemented the mask mandate. Did I tell you that? 
Mm. And I good old this will be my first day back to work where they're where they're trying to enforce the the mask mandate. And uh, dude, I read this meme that said like you turn like you turned me into this person, but I that's how that's really how I feel at this point. Like especially like living here, it's like the idea that I would go back to wearing a mask. It just feels like very. I don't want to say like uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It just feels really dumb. I'll just say that I feel like a real idiot doing it. Just because it's like, oh, now I'll go back to asking you what I should do again. That's how I feel. Like, what do I do today? And I'm like, I, I, I never signed up for that. Like, I, I never signed up. Look, and people can jump on your case about this whole, well, it's a safety thing and there's been more. But knowing that, like, we're not doing it here. Right. Dude, did you watch the NBA it. Finals last night in Milwaukee? There was fucking 50,000 people on the streets rooting. It's like, oh, COVID didn't show up to Milwaukee, but it's here in California. That's interesting. Hmm. It's only, it's only there, here bro. in LA. Isn't that fucking wild? Get the fuck there out of go. my face. It's like, dude. I love it when you get worked dude, up. Dude, it's man. just unbelievable that we're all adults and we all see it. And there's so many people that are still just being sheep. Like, uh, well, well, what do we do? We're looking to the government. We're looking to the government for some kind of in, in, like, like knowledge or... Since when have they been on our side? And since when, <laughs> if this last year has not showed you anything, you need to wake the fuck up. They're not on your side. They're, mm-hmm. they're not on your side, but they're there to make the check. That's what they're there to do. Yeah, but it's almost the thing you can't push back against. Well, That's well you used problem. to not. I, like, what are you going to start, like, a protest, a non-mask wearing protest? Like, it's yeah. it just, no- you know, they say, oh, it's just temporary and it's not a big deal. But it's like hold on a second what are we really yeah. doing are you really actually helping anybody with especially if you're outside once again they already have proved that this is not spreading outside so if there's a mask mandate outside <laughs> or in restaurants i i'm pretty sure it's just for inside yeah, yeah. right but it's i bet it's going to also cover patio spaces of restaurants uh, i hope not i don't know I, I don't know if that's the case i think that well once you're sitting down covid doesn't come out you know that right that's true. You can eat and you won't get COVID. That, that, that we know. And on planes, I, I was, you can eat and drink. Well, I, was, I was thinking to myself, if you have to, if you, if you have to, <laughs> if you have to order, if you can order it with your knees bent, I'm just thinking to myself, like, can I just go to the bathroom as long as I keep my knees bent the whole way? Because I'll be, I'll be, I'll be sliding under the COVID threshold of where it goes, right? Because when you're sitting, yeah, that's it. It's four feet high. Anyone under four feet. Doesn't get. I mean, they, these are the sorts of rules that that popped up with this. You're like, what are we supposed to do? They're like, please stand on one leg while at the DMV, so you shut don't get your COVID. right eye, and COVID doesn't come into your left. So your right ear, though, you might want to cover that up with a mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the just so you know, the the Uber and Lyft drivers are going on strike tonight. Did you really know about that? all of them in California? Really? So don't expect to get an, a Lyft. I mean, I'm probably not all of them, but a lot of them I was going to say, if, if this is the time to join Lyft. Huh? See, open your app and see if you can uh, even call one now. I mean, it's early in the day, but maybe Bro, they've already started. I, you, how are you going to get everybody on board with that? I don't know, but they want gotta, to. So I think it'd be interesting to see. I, maybe there'd be some dissenters and their, their string of money. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a... I mean, if you're paying somebody... A lot, a lot of these people don't have incomes otherwise, especially because of the circumstances. It, it's interesting out here with the uh, how difficult it is for people to get good people working in the restaurant business right now. 
so many people are dude there's employee shortages it's everywhere amazing. it's unreal it's like, I, I'm like, where? Where is everybody They're working? There's not. That's the thing. Everybody's collecting that unemployment still. It's crazy. I'm still getting emails with them trying to make me recertify for my unemployment. Like they want me to have it, even though I like I have a job. Like they're trying to get me to do it again. Like literally. <laughs> like I get these emails. Is there any part of you that just says don't work and take no, free money? Not going back. I mean, I remember when I was doing this before, and I was like, I mean, it's nice. This is bizarre, but I really enjoy the. No, not a chance. I'd rather work and make the same amount of money than not work and make the same amount of money. If I... Yeah, good for you, man. Good for you. That's a just a better attitude 100%. to have. I mean, because I think it depresses you if you yeah. don't. If you're not really hustling yourself, yeah, like, it'd depress you. It's like a trap to have a year off. You just did a year of... No, like Unless you went and got a brand new skill or you started to learn I a mean, trade i mean you it's a trap I, uh, yeah luckily i took advantage of it pretty well with I, I was talking to my buddy today i was like i did pretty much i'm pretty much the exact person they were talking about during covid that they didn't want to be doing because i was traveling everywhere doing everything i normally did but also taking care of myself at the same time so this past year was the healthiest year i've ever had most financial beneficial i've ever had it was all how you framed it. Like people were just like, COVID ruined my life. It's like, uh, or it could, I mean, you're a perfect example. It's, I mean, it's taken different avenues for you, but at the end of the day, like you're, you're, you've, you've made so many good strides in the right direction that maybe, I mean, COVID may have done some things in, in retrospect that put you there now, but I think in the long run, it's going to be the most beneficial thing that ever happened. Yeah, well, I definitely hustled. Right. I definitely hustled through it. You can't say that right. I didn't. I mean, that's well. That's the, there's a gratification. I didn't sit around taking free there's a money. Gratification. Not that I'm opposed to it. Like people do what you need <laughs> right, to do. Right. But I was fortunate to have the way it, it all unfolded. But if I had to go back and say, can what I? I don't know. It was like I had a year long fucking summer vacation. It was interesting. But uh, yeah. Well, on that note, I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I just hope we don't go back. I hope that it never happens again. Like we find better solutions for this. There's always going to be diseases. There's always going to be a flu. There's always going to probably now be a COVID. I can tell you right now. We can't just go to shutdown. I wouldn't ride. I'd move out there with you or I'd move somewhere. I wouldn't ride. I would not ride another shutdown out here in California. I just wouldn't do it. I I get it. I don't think a lot of people would. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining. As always, we appreciate you. Uh, message us any questions, whatever. The link uh, to the emails in the bio, and you can find uh, other info there. We love you guys. We appreciate you, and we'll speak to you Peace next week. Peace and love, fam.